Yes, indeed, there is a war going on for our souls every day, every moment of the day. But the Lord God is victorious and he is one. And so, Father, we thank you that this is your world. The nations uh, belong to you, Lord God, even though the war has been ferocious since the beginning. Lord, and the enemy has done everything he can to undermine your goodness, your strength, and your love. We We declare that you are the victorious one. You have prevailed against your enemy. You, you have brought order. You are bringing justice and truth. You are slaying the, the wicked by the breath of your very mouth. Lord, we thank you for your word that Jesus Christ, you are the word of God. And we thank you, Lord, that we know the word and you are faithful to keep your word. And so we pray that each one who listens today will be encouraged by your word, by your Holy Spirit, that we will not grow weary. We will not be distracted. We will not give up. We will stand in having done all. We, we will stand in the, in the presence of the Lord and in your goodness. You promised us that no weapon formed against us will prosper. So we declare that back to you, Father, that the weapons that have been set up in, in our lives personally against us, aimed, tar- we've been targeted, that these weapons will be defeated, removed, and that in, in its place, in their place, you will bring a great blessing. For your word says all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So we thank you for the promises of God. We thank you for the word of God, the wisdom of God. We ask now that you'd open our minds and hearts. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Take the scales off of our eyes and the veils from off the heads of the nations that we might know who is God and that we might serve you, Lord God, with joy and with gladness. And now we ask you to give us divine wisdom as we um, bring forth this uh, teaching on God, King, and government in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God and government, uh, as we are recording this, it is Election Day in the United States, November 3rd, 2020. and um, A great day of determination. Uh, a very crucial, Critical. Mm-hmm. crucial election. Um, Romans chapter 13 kind of gives us our setting here for a relationship between believers in Jesus Christ and uh, the human human government. Mm-hmm. And Paul writes here, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority risks, resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves, for rulers are not a terror to good works but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. And it goes on to say, for because of this you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs, fear to whom fear, 
honor to whom honor. Amen. Government is established by God to protect the rule of law and justice given um, for the protection of all the citizens of that nation or that or the world, the country, both small and great, weak and strong. God is a God of life. He gives for life. He gives life. He wants those lives to um, be protected. He is for justice. He is for mercy. Um, and he is. He wants the citizens, both weak and strong, young and old, um, unborn and born, to be able to live out their destinies and walk in the in the peace of uh, of right righteous government. And so, with Romans thirteen, we have, of course, the ideal is established here. This is the standard. That government is there to be a protector, we're to abide, we're to follow the rules. Those rulers are supposed to be given to us um, to administer justice and truth and to keep uh, and for good and not evil. However, when, as we've seen throughout the Word of God time and again, like with the Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, time and again, the people of God, the, the ones who were sent by God, given the mandate of maintaining justice and righteousness in the earth, when they began to drift away from God, then God had to correct their course. And with that, he often allowed, permitted unrighteous rulers, wicked kings, wicked governors, wicked judges to um, fill the positions that were supposed to be and appointed for godly, the godly um, ma- mandate and carrying out of goodness and justice and truth and mercy. Because, why? Because the people wanted it to be so. Well, if you look at First Samuel chapter 8, the, uh, th- there was a time where Israel, the people of God, were being uh, ruled or led by judges. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and of course it's an evil cycle of, of, of righteousness, mm-hmm. sin, judgment, repentance, and mm-hmm. the cycle Assassination. goes around and around and mm-hmm. went. Yeah. And you had some great judges and you had some very evil judges. And the people got tired of having the judges. They said, you know, we want a different form of government. We want to be like other nations. Mm-hmm. We want to be like the pagans. We want to have a king. Mm-hmm. So they insisted on a king, and, and they talked to Samuel about this, Samuel the prophet. And he brings to God, he said, hey, the people want a king. Mm-hmm. And, and God said, well, if they want a king, um, here's what's going to happen. You're going to get taxed. You're going to get oppressed. You're... Sons and your daughters are going to be conscripted conscripted, into the military. Mm -hmm. You're going to have all this. And nevertheless, the people said, no, we still want a king. And God says, okay, give them a king. You can have a king. And and so, like you mentioned, Marjorie, they had really good godly kings, Mm -hmm. and they had some hugely, hugely wicked kings. Right, and and all the kings were human and uh, subject to temptation, and a persuasion by the evil one. And I don't know if they knew all about spiritual warfare back then. But even to this very day, <clears throat> Satan uses bribery. He uses bullying, intimidation, uh, blackmail, one of his favorites, to force and coerce the, the men and women in leadership to submit to his dictates. Um, and this causes great corruption. And because the people were already um, drifting away from God, these methods that Satan is using, bribery, blackmail, intimidation, lying, deception, uh, coercion, to push the people further and further and further away from freedom, away from truth and peace and justice into a place of oppression, 
because the people were already going in that direction because they rebelled against the God of heaven and earth, these uh, the, the, the methods Satan used and is using were seeming to prevail until it would always come to a point where the people would cry out, God sent them for 70 years into oppression. Then they cried out and God gave them their leaders, godly leaders back who repented and confessed the sins and Nehemiah, Ezra, various ones who came back to rebuild what God had permitted to be destroyed with fire, looted, torn down, destroyed, because God is more interested in the people than in uh, their buildings or in their, um, their uh, you know, I don't know, yeah. cities and walls. And he's, he wants the people to repent. And I believe right now that is our crisis. Um, that is God willing, is he willing to raise up one more time or another again, uh, a righteous remnant of people who will worship him, follow him and submit to him and uh, repent of their sins, confess the sins of this nation. Someone said years ago, I, I believe that, uh, it, probably was one of the founding fathers of our nation, the Constitution and so forth. I don't rem- recall the name of the person right now, but the statement was this, if we will not be governed by God, we will be governed by tyrants. And so uh, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 16, for the leaders of this people cause them to err, and those who are led by them are destroyed. Mm-hmm. So so the influence of, of leadership... Uh, it, it affects, of course, everything, the people. Right. So the people maybe cry out for a leader, and if the people are corrupt, you know, like um, someone said about democracy, the democracy only works if you have people that are moral. Hmm. If you have people that are immoral, what do you have? A majority you of have, immoral people. <laughs> you have mob rule. Now, right. in the United States... We do not. We have yes. We have democracy. We we have we are a, a republic, republic, right? And through the republic for which it stands, which means we are a nation of, in a sense, of the people, by the people, for the people. But mm-hmm. to be governed by laws mm-hmm. that are, are are based on the basic laws of God. Well, you know, as with Israel, when they went into sin, they went into captivity, and as with the and then came the birth of the nation. And this is the same story. History shows us the same story that happened with the American, the establishment of the United States of America, when the people were oppressed under the tyranny of England and France and various European um, despots and uh, monarchs. They cried out to God for religious freedom. They cried out to God. They were willing to put their lives on the line uh, to risk their lives, leave, flee that nation where they were oppressed get on ships that were rickety and the the destination was, you know... Um, Almost unknown. Unknown and America, uncertain for sure. Is, Where right? is... And will we end up going over the edge of the earth or will we end up in another land? They, And so, but these people were so desperate, they were willing to take these extreme measures. And many of them died establishing a foothold in this nation. And, um, of course, there were already nations here, and God was in, in wanting to marry and mingle those nations so that they could all together establish um, a righteous, a reestablishing of righteousness in the earth. And that's why when the, the founding fathers got brought forth the, the incredible documents, uh, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, 
We have the Revolutionary War where they almost lost. I mean, Washington crossing the Delaware on Christmas Eve in the middle of the night. Most of his guys were already dead, had died of flu and fever and starvation. He's still going forward. He's still going forward. And I think that's part of the American spirit. You still go forward even though it doesn't look good. And this is what we were founded on, this courage to go forward and 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 see what God has in mind, see what God will do. Uh, and so we had this incredible gift, another restart of um, the earth to give people a land of freedom, a land of choice, and, and um, where they could, you know, ex- uh, enjoy the blessings of being free and serving the Lord God. And yet, through all the blessings, um, ingratitude un- in grat- uh, in and uh, greed and covetousness, and again, the devil's working, working, working to destroy, always to destroy what God is wanting to build. And it's interesting that in the on the Mayflower coming over, there were both the pilgrims who were seeking religious freedom. They were, you know, uh, carrying the word of God with them. And there was also another group of people on the very same ship, the Masons, who were carrying a mandate to establish the enlightened, uh, demonic enlightenment of the of the societies like uh of the Illuminati and the Freemasons. So all of these things, although Illuminati had not yet been identified as that, that corrupt seed came along with the good seed. And this is the way it always is. There's a spiritual war and battle. And then it it really always breaks down to you, your choice. Will you serve God? When the leaders are wicked, when they're vile, when they're out of order, we have a mechanism in this country called voting. When the kings got wicked in the Old Testament, they didn't really have any mechanisms except to be oppressed, pay the taxes, and do what they're told because the king had ultimate and, and complete authority. Over here, we have a different mechanism where we actually have power through the system that we have all agreed to that we can vote people in and vote people out. And now at the end of this, this age, which we're in the end, near the end of the age, um, the people want to destroy the system that God has provided for us to continue the freedoms of free elections and free government and choice and a choice to be righteous. And in Isaiah chapter five verses twenty and twenty one talks about woe unto those who call good evil and evil good. This is the spirit of the age in which we are living right now, where uh, you know. Uh, if just because it's legally right does not mean it's morally right. Correct. Just because it's legal, it's because abortion, for example, is legal, doesn't make it right. Because and, one or two justices on the Supreme Court had the final decision to say how many millions of babies would die. Two or three people, this is not enough people to make a majority to make such a decision, but this is the way it was set up. And so now it's up to us to repent you know, really, I think we have much more power than we think. And one of our greatest powers that we don't use very much is to repent, to confess our sins, mm-hmm. to worship God, to turn back to truth and righteousness. Because if we don't, we will die. Because here, look at Psalm, verse, uh, Psalm uh, 2. Um, he's talking about the kings. Uh, yes, I have set my king on my holy hill, Zion. That would be Jesus. He's installed him. Um you, I, I will declare the decree the Lord has told me, said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. So all of this, the earth, the nations, 
are for Jesus Christ. They're for his to, to, to rule, to reign, to possess. Um, and you will break them with a rod of iron and you'll dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. So he has the power, the authority to correct and make things right, to get rid of things that are not right. Therefore, final admonition, you kings of the earth, be wise, you little guys who think you're big guys. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Who do we serve with fear? We serve with fear and trembling the guy who has the most money, the guy who can bribe us and, and bail. And, and you know what? Lots of our people in key positions of information, uh, disseminating of information, news media people, judges, um, little guys, big guys have been bought out and bribed to sell truth and freedom, to sell it for in exchange for money. Yeah, in in Psalm, just backing up there, Marjorie, in Psalm chapter 2, why do the nations rage? Mm-hmm. And the people plot, <coughs> plot me, a vain, a vain thing. thing. Mm-hmm. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, mm-hmm. saying, let us break their bonds in pieces. Let us cast away their cords from so us. So this is the rebellion. So, so this is what's... People yeah, don't want to mm-hmm. submit to God. And this is it, because what what we find where in Romans 13, it's kind of like the ideal that we read, you know, that that leaders are a terror to good works. But what if leaders are, not are a terror? A terror, terror yeah. they're, they're, in fact, they are opposing good works. Yeah. And so we see this in many nations of the world today, mm-hmm. including our own here, where um, there is an opposition there's to an opposition mm-hmm. to righteousness, an opposition to God, to, 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 God, to mm-hmm. Christianity. And, and for the most part, this is what we've seen throughout the history of those that are following Jesus. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are governments <laughs> that mm-hmm. are against uh, the people, against God, well, against the people of God, for the most part. So what we live in the midst of, of conflict, of, of con- there's yeah. a conflict War. between good and uh, evil. The, the the dictates of of man and and the word of God. Well, this is true, and we must put everything we're talking about, everything we see when we go outside, everything we hear when we turn on the television, is the war between God and Satan being manifest in your living rooms, in your streets in our business places, in our churches. The war is going on between God and Satan for the, not only the souls of men. I guess that's the ultimate prize is where your eternal destiny, where you're going to spend it. And only you can determine that by whose report are you going to believe. And yet Satan has corrupted everything. There's, there's, and, and, and yet, back to Psalm 2, Now therefore be wise, O kings, be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Most people don't contemplate their destiny far enough to get beyond two days from now or a month from now. They they don't think about where they're going to end up in eternity. Um, and they then there's no fear of the Lord. It's all, what do I want for myself? How can I get it? How can I, you know, whatever. And then verse 12, kiss the son lest he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are those who put their trust in the Lord. Let us be reconciled in our relationship with the Son of God and submit eagerly to his lordship because in Revelation, he actually wins. Let's read this for a second. This is pretty cool. Um, Chapter 19, verse 11. um, Then I saw heaven open and behold, a white horse. 
and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. He is the Word of God. He is the Word of God. The Word of God is Jesus Christ. The armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword like that with it, that with it he should strike the nations. Listen to this. The nations are going to be struck down, uh, separated with the sword of God himself. He himself will rule them with a rod of iron, and he himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. He has on him a robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So he is the ultimate one who will hold all ruling position in this earth and in the name of his Father. Well, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a son is a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. The government will be upon his shoulder. This is what you're one talking government. about when you're mm-hmm. reading in Revelation 19. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace. There will be no, there will end. Be no end. Upon the throne of David, I mean, he's of the seed and lineage of David, and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with what? Justice, judgment, and justice. Hallelujah. Justice, which we don't have much of anywhere today in, on earth. Well, and he, From that time mm-hmm. forward, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So ultimately, Hallelujah. Jesus is coming it, to yeah. rule and reign on the earth. But in the meantime, it's a mean time. So we have uh, increasing persecution in, in many, uh, of believers in many nations of the world. It, mm-hmm. we, we see it increasing in, in um, all around uh, the, the earth right now. I don't think you could say, for the most part, there are you know believers that are having it easier now than they did before because of the opposition. But yet, we live according to a kingdom, the kingdom of God, the principles and the precepts mm-hmm. of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. If you, you find them in... Uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew five, six, and right. seven, these are the basic principles. the basic principles of the kingdom of God and how so, it operates. Yes, and it's all backwards from what we see. Uh, in here, it says in Isaiah eleven four, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. Um, he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Uh, so you see, the thing is. Ultimately, all of the things that are evil, wicked, rebellious, contrary to the goodness of God, contrary to the justice of God, have taken matters into their own hands, have despised God, his interference in the affairs of men. All of these people will be slotted with the wicked, the wicked one, and the wicked one has persuaded them that he has a better plan for their life and for government than God. But the thing is, you know, that we will see that God is faithful to complete every syllable of his promise and his word to us. And therefore, we are not to be afraid. Fear not, he said, I am with you to the end of the earth, end of the age. And so for those of us who would want to walk in fear, fear is not the counsel of God. 
fear of the Lord is respect, reverence, and confidence in the faithfulness of God. This whole thing, this the outcomes of this election, not only affect America, but people on every in every nation. Every nation is today hanging in the balance of this election. However, whatever the outcome is, God is still in control of all of it, and his purposes will be fulfilled. And, you know, whether we have more time to uh, repent and preach the gospel, which we have been mandated to do and called to do and haven't done, uh, more time to um, let go of our wicked ways uh, and look to the truth of God, or more time to become more evil. We'll, if we have more time, let us that love God, praise him and worship him. And it's interesting that, you know, when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he told Abraham, his friend, about it. He says, shall I tell Abraham? Yes, I'm going to tell Abraham. So he sent the three angels. One of them was probably uh, the Lord himself and told Abraham he was going to destroy Sodom. That's where Abraham's nephew and family lived. So Abraham had some real interest in this place. And it had happened that, you know, when Abraham and Lot had departed, Abraham uh, went his way and Lot took the better land and went his way and kind of drifted into the city, became ultimately a citizen of of, of Sodom. And so when God and and Adam were, God, I'm Adam, sorry. Abraham. Abraham. When God was um, talking to Abraham, Abraham began to plead with God for uh, a, a reversal of the decision. I believe God was okay with that. I believe God sometimes brings his his plans to us, to the prophets, to the people, the intercessors. And God wants us to make petition like he did with Moses. He said, I'm going to have to destroy these people. And Moses said, don't do that. You'll look bad and you can destroy me instead. And so God was allowing Moses to persuade him, God, to turn back from his decision to... Um, destroy the people after he'd done all the work, all the plagues, the Red Sea, to get him out of there. Moses says, and now you're going to destroy him? What's that going to look like? And so God was willing to be persuaded, which I believe is why he presented this situation to Abraham. And saying the same with us. I believe God presents these situations that we might persuade him, that we might intercede, that we might make petition before the court of heaven. And most of us have no clue what that even looks like. But the battle is not won in in a physical fight. The battle isn't won through words. The battle is won not on the battlefield, but in the court of heaven, where we make petition, we make intercession, we present our case before the Most High. We ask for the testimony of Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, as we make petition before the judge to, in this case, not destroy the earth prematurely, not to cut off our, um, the, you know, why? Why should, why should God not do this? Why should God hold off? Well, why? Because of the millions and millions. And in, in, again, going back to um, Jonah and Nineveh, uh, again, God didn't want to destroy Nineveh, but Nineveh was a very pagan city, probably about the same equal as what we are in America these days. And, and Jonah made petition and God, and, and preached and the people, the wicked kings even, put on sackcloth and ashes and fasted and prayed, even put those things on their animals to show that they truly were repentant, and God spared Nineveh. And so God wants to spare us, but we have got to get up under this thing, go to the court of heaven and make petition 
to the Most High. Now, why should God spare this nation? Because of the innocent, because of the children, because of the thousands and millions of young ones who have never even had a chance to make a decision. They've been lied to. They've been polluted. They've been abused. They've been uh, mistreated for the most part, misfed, mistaught, uh, taught lies. They have no, they've had no access to the truth. And for their sake, we would petition God not to throw away, destroy this whole system that, and they be lost. And, and so we make petition to God and we ask God, well, we know, and that's where repentance and confession of sin comes in. And we see how God is even now, if you've noticed, raising up a remnant of people who are beginning to worship him, praise him, traveled across the nation, singing praises to God, worshiping him, repenting, repenting for the abortions, repenting for the the uh, the, the, the the slavery, the, the racism, repenting for everything that God puts on their heart to repent of. And so God himself is the one who's raised up this obscure, out-of-nowhere remnant of crazy, peculiar believers who are not ashamed of the gospel, not ashamed to worship God, not ashamed to praise him, not ashamed to lift up his name. And for this reason, I believe God is giving us hope because he himself is managing, raising up these kinds of people to follow him. And I would say, let us join in that group of radical truth-tellers, believers who will stand and not fall, not go into fear, not look to fear as your security, not be t- your f- freedoms be taken away because you're afraid, not because you're looking for safety. This nation was not based on people who are looking for safety. This nation was based on people who were looking for an opportunity to live and declare the goodness of God, and they believed God. They believed God, and a lot of them died, and many of them didn't. And those who didn't went on to establish put a stake in this nation for us to follow. And this is what God wants. He does not want to destroy this nation. He is not interested in bringing uh, destruction. It's going to come. Obviously, we have that written in the book. The revelation, Jesus will come at some point and be the ruler and bring his own kingdom for a thousand years in the millennium. We are very, very close to that millennium point, but we don't know. If we have four more years, if we have eight more years, if we have 20 more years, what what we do know is that we need the time and we praise God for himself petitioning through us to, to petition to him to spare this nation. And so that is our uh, agenda. That is our mandate. That is our call. And that is where we need to stand, not to be afraid, but to be faithful to God. Well, a nation is based on individuals, right? Mm-hmm. So that's you and me. So it's before the Lord, if each of us, he said, if my people, Second Chronicles 17 and 14, we've heard that over and over again where it becomes almost trite, but think about it again today. If my people who are called my, my name, not the, not the wicked, not the unjust, not the perverted, but those who are called, called by my name, my name that have gone. The problem is that God's people, Old Testament, and we see it in the New Testament as well, who are called to be his people, have turned away and become like mm-hmm. and become like mm-hmm. the pagans, or in some cases worse than the pagans. Deceived, so, I believe. Mm-hmm. Swept so, away into so that. So let's... Let's mm-hmm. let's let's not point the finger at everybody else. Let's point the yeah. finger at ourselves and, and say, Lord, what is it? Is it me, Lord? 
You are, you know, David, when he had sinned, the prophet Nathan came, when he sinned with Bathsheba and against the Lord, the prophet Nathan came and said, you know, you are the man. And so we have to get down to the point of where it's us. Say, Lord, let the Lord search your heart. Amen. And show, you know, what's what's in your life that needs to go. Mm-hmm. And it's not a matter of penance or trying harder. It's a matter of or saying, feeling guilty. God, it is a matter of repentance. Yeah, turning, turning from sin, turning, confessing from sin. those sins. That confession means that you're agreeing with God. You know, you're right, God. You are right, God. I believed a lie. I sinned. I took up a transgression against my brother, or against an offense against my brother. Uh, and believed a lie. And, and so, Father, this day we bring before you this nation. Many have already prayed, made intercession. Many have prayed and fasted. Many have done this for days and months, Lord God, and, and even years have cried out to you, have travailed um, before the face of God. Little unknown people, little grandma intercessors, little um, old hidden away precious warriors, Father. And we also uh, uh, um, respond to that Spirit of God today, the Spirit the spirit of the Holy God, descend upon this nation called the United States of America, descend upon this nation and bring us back to righteousness, truth, and confession of sins. We repent for the things we have done. We confess yes. the sins of those that we can't repent for, but we can f- confess the sins of our nation, the ungodly brutal butchering of the babies, the bloodshed, the blood guilt, the pedophilia, the using and abusing of innocent children, the uh, marketing of of the souls, the bodies and souls of men that we have sold under the um, dictate of the harlot, the immoral woman, the the one in Revelations who rides on the beast. Uh, Father God, we pray now that you would stay the hand of, of of judgment and stay the hand of Satan who's coming in to lay claim, to grab, to take the whole thing for himself, to grab his treasure, to grab what is not his. Lord God, we praise you. We thank you, Lord. How can we even begin to spend the time to repent of all, confess all of the sins? There are so many. And yet the bottom line, the basic sin is a sin of fear. We have been afraid not of you. We've not feared you, Lord God. We've we've listened to the liar and done what he said because we were afraid, Lord God. We've taken on all of, uh, willing to take on all of these measures and forgive us also for not doing due diligence to seek out uh, and to discern who is telling the truth and who is lying to us, Father God, as many have been deceived by the media because we also realize, Lord, that the enemy is the prince of the power of the air and that the God of this world has taken over uh, com- complete control for the most part. Although you are faithful to raise up, Lord, righteous um, oases in the desert, pools of truth and revelation, Lord, we pray now that your spirit will take over this nation and from here on out, Lord, there will be a God, godly, God-fearing, God-worshiping of the Most High God, the one create, the only creator of heaven and earth God, a worship and a praise and a, a faithfulness and a loyalty to the creator of heaven and earth. Lord, I pray that you will dismantle the strongholds of lies in the hearts and minds of people that we've been lied to. This day. We've been lied to by politicians, by media, by even churches, Lord. 
And we pray that you would just dismantle these strongholds of lies. Yes, and may we come to believe the truth. Forgive us for believing the lies and ordering our lives according to these lies. Jesus. Help us, Lord, to just know the truth of what's really going on in our lives, in the nation, in the nations of the world, according to your word, Father God. We just pray that there would be a great awakening, that there would be a rising up of, of, of a, a movement that is, seems to be beginning, at least in this country. Uh, it's small, but it's powerful. May it increase and increase and increase. Bring the harvest. May there be a mighty awakening, a mighty reviving, Mm -hmm. a mighty movement that will sweep thousands and millions of people into your your kingdom kingdom, to be mighty warriors in these days, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.